We here at the First Presbyterian Church with the First Love Ministries wish you a happy Easter this Sunday, April 17th, 2022. Reverend Jonathan Warren titled his sermon today, I See Dead People. Our liturgist today is Dorinda Miller. The first scripture reading comes to us from Acts 10, 34 through 43. Our gospel reading is taken from Luke 24, 1-12. Christ is Risen is a special music performance with Mother Stephanie Solterman on piano and son Andrew on the trumpet. We here at First Presbyterian Church pray that you have a joyful, peaceful Easter celebration with your families and that the rest of this year is filled with good health and safety for you, your family, and your community. May God be with all of you. The scripture reading is from Acts 10, verse 34 to 43. Let us listen to the word of God. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John announced, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our gospel lesson comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Let us listen to the Word of God. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to the sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The word of the Lord. A few weeks ago, I attended a coaching seminar in Indianapolis with a bunch of other Presbyterian pastors. And the first night we gathered, we sat around in a large circle and we introduced ourselves. After our introductions, the the Synod Executive Reverend Sarah Dingman said this, I've noticed something whenever I see pastors these days, and it's especially noticeable when uh, when I look around this room. Your call, your job, is mostly relational. That's what you do. You connect and are with folks. But these last two years, you've had to do everything from a distance. And so right now, I see dead people. And you know what? She wasn't wrong. Looking around, instead of excited, happy pastors, most of us were tired, exhausted, in need of rest and renewal. And no three-day seminar would fix it. Somehow to hear those words out loud, I see dead people, was nice for her to acknowledge something that we all had felt. Today is Easter Sunday, but before we get to the celebrating part, we must look carefully at our Bible story. Most of it is filled with heartache, shock, perplexity, being terrified, unbelief. It's not until the very last line that we hear amazement. So most of the real Easter story we read isn't very happy. It's not a super joy-filled event. Disciples have just encountered one of the most horrific, terrifying deaths. They watched as the one they believed in as king was crucified. He was whipped. They saw the light among them become shrouded in darkness. They witnessed all the hope they had in Jesus suffer and die on a Roman cross And three days after his death, these women wake up with a task to prepare Jesus' body for burial. 
They believed Jesus was the one, the Messiah, the promised deliverer, the Savior of all people. But he was crucified. He is dead, and they now have the hardest task before them to bury his body. And along with it, they are burying their peace and hope, their joy. Unfortunately, many of us know these feelings around a burial. We know what it feels like leading up to it, and then the morning of, feelings of sadness and heartache. It's so much sometimes that it's almost numbing. There's such a wide array of feelings, it's hard to explain. Besides sadness, there can be relief or, or anger. There can be peace. There can be comfort. But it's hard. Overall, it's not something most of us wish on anyone to experience. And on the day of, we go through the motions, hoping someone near us will guide us through the impossible day. As the women make this hard journey to Christ's tomb, things keep unraveling. First, they discover that the stones rolled away, and then when they go in, they don't find Jesus' body. Amidst their grief, they become perplexed, wondering. Then even more unravels when suddenly two in dazzling clothes appear. In fact, they're filled with such terror that their entire bodies shift, and they bow their faces to the ground, unable to look ahead. These dazzling strangers ask them a simple question. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you. There is a lesson here, not only for the women disciples, but a lesson for us because we find ourselves doing the very same thing. As one scholar says, we are just as guilty of such a fruitless search we, too, want to attend the corpses of long-dead ideas and ideals. We cling to former visions of ourselves, of our churches, as if they might come back to life as long as we hold to them. We grasp our loved ones too tightly, refusing to allow them to change, to become bigger or smarter or stronger. We choose to stay with what we know in our hearts to be dead because it's safe, malleable, and so susceptible to burnishing through private memory. Sometimes it's hard to visit places we once knew very well, like our alma mater or the town we used to live in, because when we go, it's changed, which is good and normal. But somehow our memory likes to hold on to what it was when we were there. In fact, it's hard not to do this. It's hard not to hold on to our children, watch them growing, changing before us. The world around us is changing faster than we can keep up. It's hard to realize that the church will change, is changing. It's hard to see things we thought were solid changing before our eyes. And it's all the harder when living through a pandemic. Somehow the pandemic has sucked out the life out of all of us. 
It's made us weary and anxious, depressed, exhausted, lonely people. I don't know if you remember when The Sixth Sense came out in theaters. That movie with Bruce Willis, he's a child psychologist and his patient can talk to dead people. That line, I see dead people, comes from this movie. Nobody knew of M. Night Shyamalan's directorial style yet. But at the end of the movie, it's revealed that Bruce Willis is actually dead. It was a complete shocker. We wondered how we missed it, but we all did. Somehow we were convinced he was alive the whole time. It was so surprising, so clever that we had to go back and watch that movie again and again just to see all the clues that we'd missed. They were subtle and nuanced, but the clues were there. And since we watched that movie over and over again, most of us know that famous line, I see dead people. I want to share a nugget of truth that might be hard for us to swallow. Truth is, these days, none of us look like we used to. Some of us have become shells of our former selves. We're going through our days without much life or vitality. We hold on to the past, sending long dead ideas and ideals. We cling to our former visions of ourselves, of our loved ones, of the church. Let's return to the gospel story. Luke's telling of the Easter story is a bit different than the other gospels. In fact, we discover if it wasn't for women, then we wouldn't be here today. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is first revealed and witnessed not by men, but by an entire group of women. Somehow the women disciples hear the words of the unworldly messengers, and they are jolted to action, jolted to moving, jolted to preaching. We should all give thanks for faith-filled women who stick out their necks and tell the important truth of Jesus Christ. They're challenged and convinced that Christ is no longer here but has risen. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, the other women with them are all challenged to leave, to get out of that cemetery, to stop looking for the living among the dead. So much so that even when faced by Peter, who doesn't believe them, calls what they say an idle tale, they don't even flinch. So he has to go see it for himself. Thank God for these women, for grief-stricken, perplexed, terrified, and unflinching women. These women gathered up all their strength to move forward, to leave the dead, and proclaim a message of life and hope. This story ends with a real shocker. It's actually the opposite of the sixth sense. When they woke up this morning, everyone thought Jesus was dead. Jesus had died on that cross. They were readying his body for burial. These women were perplexed, terrified. But then they were jolted and reminded of all that Jesus said that they were looking for Jesus in the wrong place. He wasn't among the dead. Jesus is alive. Just like the women in the cemetery, just like watching the Sixth Sense movie, 
We who are tired and exhausted, we need to hear this story again and again. For Christ has left clues for his disciples, these women, the men, and us. We need these reminders now more than ever that Jesus isn't among the dead. Jesus would never be buried. These words of the unworldly messengers become a challenge. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. It's a challenge to stop hanging on to those dead things, the things that pull us down, instead move into life. This year we witness these women who live into this, which allows us to know that we too can find life. Even when all the people around us are going through the motions, lifelessly. Even if we are the people clinging onto the past, we can't stay there. We who are grief-stricken and perplexed, terrified, unflinching, can be jolted and challenged to move forward sharing this gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. We need to hear and share this story year after year. We need to see and hear all the clues that Jesus has left for us to be reminded that Jesus never intended to be among the dead. We live on this side of the resurrection, and thanks to these many bold women, this is not an idle tale. It's better than any line in a movie. He is not here, but has risen. And we need to hear it again and again and again until it jolts us into life and hope, into love, into amazement. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah, Jesus is alive. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah and amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org. That's office at f-i-r-s-t-p-r-e-s-j-a-x dot o-r-g. Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash first, F-I-R-S-T, P-R-E-S Jax. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from 7 to 
8 p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.